0: This is the Dan Grosser Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN.
1: Dylan Lawson, he, uh, he was a former Yankee, I'm pretty sure.
2: Yes, he's now the New York Yankees hitting coach.
1: Oh yes, he, that's right. That's and that's that's he was
2: asked. Yeah, and he was asked. So, what do you see with this struggling lineup?
3: I'm not in the box with them physically, but like mentally emotionally myself Casey Brad we're all in there you know these types of stretches they they do they'll beat you up but you got to have confidence right got to have trust and I think you've got you've got to believe in in the things that you do well you've got to lean into your strengths you've got to you're not running away from anything right but but we're really focused on what it is that we can do about things right now and that could be as simple as one pitch here, taking, taking that pitch, drawing that walk, creating a little bit of momentum that way uh, from day to day. It's we're flipping over all the rocks looking for li- any little advantage that we can, you know, we've just, we've got to just keep pushing forward.
1: All
2: right, Gordon, <laughs> let me ask you this.
1: <laughs> uh, that was a good word salad there saying, I don't know <laughs> I don't know. So no, oh. let me ask you this,
2: Gordon. Yeah, uh, is it fair for him to try to, you know, get no. chicken salad on the, of the what he's got
1: here? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, what, we're going to the hitting coach now. We're yeah, going well, you know, to the listen. Yankees cleanup hitter yesterday, or fifth place hitter is Josh Donaldson, who's hitting one fifty one. A couple of games ago, he was batting third. It's a lineup that has Jake Bowers and Billy McKinney and Cabrera and Higashioka and Willie Calhoun and Jose Trevino and Volpe, who's 0-2 on every single pitch. But now it's the hit. That would be – blaming the hitting coach for what's going wrong with the Yankees, that would be like blaming the contestant on Chopped when all the ingredients are spoiled and rotten. I, I mean, like, what is, what's the guy supposed to do?
2: Listen – if Hal's uh, dad was here, he'd be out.
1: Yeah, he would be. But you know what <laughs> else gone. would have happened? <laughs> After the Yankees got swept and embarrassed by the Astros, they would have actually went out and spent money on mm. some upgrades in the lineup because yep. that's what they're missing. Yep. Well, he wouldn't have had this lineup
2: in the first place.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. They would have upgraded. The Yankees have stopped upgrading their lineup. So, of yep. course, it's gotten worse. Yeah. and And a lot of it does get covered up by the greatness of Aaron Judge. That's -hmm. the the one the Yankees have absolutely gotten right. He is that great that he is able to cover up a a lot of the the problems with the lineup. But now that he's out, you're getting to see what the rest of the world sees. Uh, It's not a very good lineup. Now, uh, granted, some guys are even underperforming who should be better even without Judge out. Uh, Glaber and Rizzo and Stanton should be better. But the idea that the Yankees, if those guys just started doing what they're supposed to be doing, would be a good offensive team. That's just not true. Simon's in New
2: Haven. Simon, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you guys doing? Simon? Uh, Well, I had a suggestion about this uh, lack of hitting. You know, first of
4: all, Lawson doesn't know anything. He's an idiot. Uh, You know what I I would do? I I know there are some players that, you know, we're not really fond of in this lineup, you know, some of the younger players. But, you know, the left-handed batters that we have – have they ever thought seriously about maybe becoming a switch hitter? To try taking some
1: touch from the right <laughs> side. I mean, you got to try something different here. You know what? <laughs> Tomorrow, go up and try and hit the ball with your feet. <laughs> got to try something. Hold the bat with your feet and try to hit the ball that way. Tomorrow, Thanks, Paul O'Neill is going to catch a ball in his hat. I mean, look, uh, I, I get it. We're all looking for. We're struggling for right now. We're boy, yeah. are we
2: reaching? Thanks, Simon. We, we, we'll talk we are soon. Reaching. We yeah are. we were we really tomorrow
1: are. go up and close your eyes when you hit maybe that'll work you mean that you mean their eyes have been open oh my god <laughs> okay. we take a lot of calls how about that one that, that it's going to be a long time before we come up with one more than ridiculous than that put a smile on your face though yeah although i will say this i don't know if josh donaldson could be any worse on the other side of the plate <laughs> aaron, aaron hicks certainly showed it wasn't that the, that wasn't the problem Oh uh uh-uh. Aaron Hicks is great in Baltimore. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fantastic.
2: Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Oh, my lord.
4: Oh guys you guys are making my ribs turn red with that one <laughs> so I just wanted to say happy Juneteenth out there and happy belated um father's day for those who have who did not get their father's day prom, you know wishes and everything and um shout out to the company wanted to chime in on the Yankee Yankee talk I'll possibly you know um, argue it over the niche with ty later but um just wanted to get this point out because it, it, it it's it was. I, I was kind of listening to Michael K in and out, and he was like just uh, advocating for you know the metrics and everything that goes along with it. And I'm not a person that goes and says metrics are useless because metrics are basically statistics from real events that happened throughout the game, and we always use these metrics. Like I remember being in Little League where they said, "Oh, if this hitter." gets up to the bat he's most likely going to hit it to right field and so please so first basemans and right fielders please be ready for when the ball comes at you so that's kind of you know we we, we we all know that that's just the simplicity of baseball but what's coming right now what's happening and I just saw it with Buck Showalter yesterday there's no reason like you said Larry Adovino should be in that spot in the ninth inning Mm-mm. There's no and I and I and I know that this is a losing argument with batting orders in certain situations, but the reason that I, I really feel like the reason that Judge is hitting hitting second is not because he's our best hitter. It's because the other the other hitters are just not that good when it comes to compare to him. And there's certain there's a certain grit and mental fortitude. And I know when we add up all the at bats and batting number two gives you at least you know more at bats but there's a certain grit and fortitude that you need to hit at that number three, four, and five spot where you have runners in scoring positions. And when we go out there and we're throwing Willie Calhoun in the fifth spot, it's driving me insane, Gordon. You know, I I don't, and of course, there's no approximation to the injuries, but I remember when Bernie Williams went down, we had a Ricky Leday, we had a Shane Spencer, we had a Daryl Strawberry, we had a, even a Chili Davis who was a DH and filling in from time to time. We had a lot of veteran people or, or even young, upcoming prospects that weren't major league starters, but were at least productive for when you filled in to, for those 15 to 20 games. And I'm just at the point where I, I don't know what else to do with this. Like I, I'm starting to feel like Alan Hahn, where I'm starting to feel like I'm not going to care by the time August comes. And that's not, not going to be a good feeling. So I just wanted to say that out there. And I told you, Larry, I was going to bring in miscellaneous sports topics. USA won, won the CONCACAF Nations uh, um, Cup yesterday, and they're getting ready for the Gold Cup later this summer. So hopefully um, USA can, you know, um, be a world tower soon. And big props to Gio Reyna. He's been getting a lot of criticism because of what his dumbass, par- dumb parents did. And I just wanted to go out there and say that he's done a great, great job.
2: All right, Jose. Thanks for your thoughts and letting us know what's going on. Uh, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six, Gordon. I got to say this: um, if these if these local teams don't turn
1: things around, I'm going to be looking forward to training camp.
2: <laughs> I'm going to be looking forward to training camp. I think it's eighty-one it days until
1: here. the NFL season, or maybe it's oh. eighty days now. Something like that. Oh, please! It's this is rough. Uh, it the is the fact that you don't even have a timeline for when Aaron Judge is coming back. I know. I know. That's scary, too. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. very scary. You know? and, and listen,
2: I know you don't want to rush him back. I get no, it. No, of course not. He has to be healthy. I get it. But but can you give
1: me, like, he'll be back in, like, August? <laughs> it's like, Oh, well, look, know, maybe that that, be, that, you know. they might have that timeline, but they're not going to give you that timeline right now. No, they're not going to give you that timeline. No, 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 they can't. no, 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 no. They can't. No. They really can't. I mean, can you imagine what the fans will be yelling and screaming? if he... Oh, yeah, he'll be back August 1st. He's coming back August 1st. Yeah. Ooh no. boy!
2: We're not gonna do yeah. that. No. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This this is the Dan Grosser Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And. Must be 21 plus plus present president select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Lois, what's going on?
3: I had a question. Or well, not a question, it's just a, a little rant. I live 15 minutes away from City Field and work 10 minutes away from City Field. So it's kind of sad that I have to second guess myself every time there's a home game whether or not to go and watch. <laughs> Everybody's blaming Buck. Uh, I really don't think that is Buck's fault. Something is happening from upstairs, especially with the fact that, for some reason, Vogel back is still playing. My opinion mainly is you guys are not playing up to par to begin with now. Why not keep the young guys up here? You might not win a game. You're not winning anyway. But you give them exposure, and then that way you don't place the blame on... The young guys are not hitting, and you also give Buck at least the benefit of the doubt that you're trying to improve the team by letting the young guys play because sooner or later they're going to have to come up regardless. So, I mean, that's my opinion. The only thing is, unless they're planning on keeping Ronnie and Vientos in AAA to try to trade for Shohei Otani, but at this point, I don't even think that trade will even be feasible.
2: Well, i say this, Luis, well, and, and, and thanks for the phone call. That's not going to get Otani here. There's going to be a lot more <laughs> that you're going to have to do to get Jorge Otani here. And, uh, Gordon, I just uh, – I I mean, that would be the type of deal that you would have to make to, to have something. That would be a major shakeup. I just – I don't know that that is a middle-of-the-season trade. You know what I mean, Gordon? That mm-hmm. sounds like an off-season trade to me. But listen, if you can get them, you know, let, do what you can to get them. There's no question about it. But I just, I, it just, I, I, I don't see that happening, and I don't know what's going to be left
1: <laughs> once you once you try to get them because it's going to take a lot to get them. Yeah, if I'm the Angels, the first thing I'm talking about is Alvarez, the catcher. Uh, yeah, that, that's the first piece I want. I, I want a, a bunch of pieces if I'm if I'm getting rid of them. Uh, if I if I've got to reload, and and again, they're still in the playoff chase. Mm-hmm. So yep. they're not – as long as that continues, uh, they've waited long enough. Uh, if there's anything that they can do to convince Otani to stay, I would think maybe a playoff run might be it. Yep. So if they're still in the playoff mix, which they are, I think they're the second wild card right now. Maybe they're the third, but whatever. They're in the mix right now. They've waited for, it seems like, forever to be part of the playoff mix. They're, I don't. I wouldn't think that he's going anywhere. And if he is going to go anywhere – Any team you would think with the price you're going to have to pay to get Otani is not going to be wanting it to be a rental. They're going to want it to be a long-term thing. And if you're Otani, Steve Cohen has all the money in the world, so Mm -hmm. maybe that's part of it. But if you're Otani and you you miss the postseason and that's important to you, are you going to a Met team that very well might miss the postseason right now? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I yeah. don't know that that's necessarily a fit. And, and really, that's the main thing. It's not necessarily the deal that the Angels will get for Otani. It's where does Otani want to go?
2: Absolutely. Gordon, I got to say this uh, before we turn our attention to the NBA. I understand that major league teams, professional teams, no matter what the sport, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, love the alternative uniform. Mm-hmm. And I get it because mm. that's what you want to do to sell and, and you know, get, get your team involved and have guys buy uniforms and, and you know, and, and memorabilia. And, that, and that's a big thing. But Gordon, I've seen some alternative uniforms that have made me shake my head. Now I get it. I know I was talking to you earlier about my granddaughter. So I'm the mm. old man. Get off my lawn. I get gotcha. it. I understand. But Gordon. Why was I looking at a Red Sox team wearing oh. yellow yesterday?
1: Oh, those things. <laughs> and, and that's not like a one-time thing. They've, done, they've had those for a couple of years now. Those are hideous. I
2: was, what are you doing? And then I'm looking at – and tonight, Houston with a Space City
1: <laughs> alternative. Did, did they go to the guys dark that made blue? the Mercury Met uniforms that time? <laughs> Remember those? those <laughs> yeah, were, I do. Those, were, those this were is, bad. This is a dark blue with
2: orange. And it's like Space City. It's got. Uh, it's like. What, what are we doing? What? And now this is the cities. And the San Francisco like Giant are... one is
1: is absolutely the worst
2: for me. It's yeah. even
1: worse than 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 the Boston one. It's almost like these teams are intentionally trying to come up with the ugliest jerseys to see if people will still buy them. Like it's almost like an internal competition to see just how bad how bad of a jersey do we have to come up with that people will not buy these jerseys and. I would guess the fact that the Red Sox keep going back to those yellow ones with the blue, oh. whew, those are hideous. It does seem like um, this, is, this is the path forward, and it, it's not just baseball. The no. NBA, you oh, turn on a game, if there's not a score bug down there, you, sometimes you don't know who the hell's playing. Miami
2: has an alternative uniform that's, that's the Heat. Oh, and Phoenix has another one. That's, oh, really? That's what we're doing?
1: It's like every team has every color scheme now.
2: Unbelievable. Now, I'm waiting to see what the Yankee one is going to look like. I was listening to the case show, it popped in, and they were talking about alternative uniforms, and the Yankees are coming up with theirs next year. I can't wait to see what that looks like. I
1: can't, I can't wait. Uh, let, let's take one of the most prestigious brands in the world and let's just flush it down the toilet. <laughs> I mean, Maybe what do what, what nice. we do? What, what, what no, uh, it's terrible. From the people that don't want to put the names on the back of the jersey. Yes. I'm sure the alternative is going to look great. Let's put Maybe. nicknames on there. Let's do this thing. Let's put that thing. Ugh, It's terrible. Maybe there'll be pinstripe pants and something different with the top. I don't know. Maybe the pinstripes will go sideways. Who knows?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does it matter? If, if we, Hey, I'll say this. If, if yes. they can scrape together a couple of bucks to go out and actually improve the offense, I'll be for it. I'll buy one of those jerseys myself if they can go out and get an actual a professional major league hitter. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't. I wouldn't. Hold They're you seeing breath. good things from Donaldson. We like he, We like his grit. We like his uh, toughness. We think that he's going to really bounce back. Boy, that that quote from oh. from Boone in the and the spring training about big bounce back for mm-hmm. for for Donaldson. Mm-mm. Still waiting. Still waiting. still waiting. And there's no signs that it's coming anytime soon. No, it's going to be a real
2: surprise, Larry. Yeah, even to Donaldson. Oh, Mostly to him. <laughs> He just looks bad, Gordon. He he, he, he
1: looks He washed. looks bad. He looks washed.
2: He does. Yeah. And I'll be I'll be honest with you. Stanton looks like
4: that, it's
2: about that, over, Gordon. And I know it isn't for him. I know it isn't. He's got a lot of baseball left in him. I know he does. But he looks lost. I mean, he can't. He,
1: he, he looks awful at the plate, Gordon. He looks non-competitive. The good thing is, is that that generally precedes a hot streak for him. It's, it's crazy that there's times where he just looks like he's never played. Exactly. The things that he swings at, he's swinging at pitches 10 feet outside, and then all of a sudden it, it comes around. I hope so. You knew when you took that contract it was going to go bad at some point. You better hope it's not now. He's, he's still got a lot of years left on that thing.
2: I know. I know. He really does. He does. When we return – We'll turn our attention to the NBA. Well, we Kevin Durant's got a new teammate, Gordon Damer. Yeah, (laughs) he loves the guards. He's got another guard. We'll talk about that. And Julius Randle speaks about life in New York. You know what happens when people talk about life where they are?
1: Mm.
2: Not long after they leave. (laughs) We'll discuss it next on ninety-eight
0: seven ESPN.
3: Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
2: Well, I'll wait for him to tell us, Gordon, that that's going to be the trick, right? Is how are they going to fill up the rest of the roster? And Spike alluded to this when he called us earlier about, you know, the the minimum price that, you know, the, the, the minimum salaries that you're going to have to get to make up the the bench of that team, because that's what hurt them, Gordon, this season, right? The fact that once they let Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson go in the, in the Durant deal, they compromised their bench. Those were the eight, nine guys. They had moved them up to six and seven, and they didn't do well in that six and seven spot. So, that that's going to be a concern. And the other concern clearly is availability,
4: mm, and absolutely. gorgeous
2: availability. Not only of Bradley Beal, but you know uh, availability. for Kevin Durant now, as he since he's been back from from the Achilles, he's he's been out regularly now also, he, and he's getting stay older. Healthy.
1: Yeah, he cannot stay healthy, and Bradley Beal, he, you generally don't get healthier as you get older, and he's at that age now where those type of injuries will start to pop up more often. I would have to think the fact that uh, the guy, Ishiba is did not mention – DeAndre Ayton, while talking mm. about the the Suns and the future of the organization, would lead me to believe, with the amount of money that he's making, that maybe mm-hmm. he goes someplace and clears out some cap space so that they can add some depth. Because yeah. they got to figure out a any. way to do it somehow.
2: Yeah, they do. They're uh, to say top heavy is <laughs> an understatement. Yeah, you know. And the other question, Gordon, is so what does this mean for Chris Paul now? Allegedly, like the deal is he's going to Washington. we play it out with the deal. But let's face it, Paul's not staying in Washington. No, he's, he's not going to stay there. So now we're, is he going to go to the Lakers? Is he going to go to the Clippers? I don't think he's going back to the Clippers again. He's, he's played that song before. Um, I tell you, though, he would be intriguing for me in Boston because I think they could use a point guard. I think a point guard would help them, uh, you know, would, would help the, the, the uh, fabulous young front court. Mm-hmm. That would help them a lot. Now, once again, availability for the price that you're paying. And I don't know. That's a big thing. You know, we joke about it with the Knicks. All the people that we see are rumored to be coming to the Knicks or available to the Knicks in trades and stuff like that. They're all guys that have, you know, injury histories. And, Gordon, that's something that you're looking at, and that's becoming more and more prevalent around the NBA, which is why you're hearing them talk
1: about these, you know, these these load management situations. What's interesting to me was that Chris Paul kind of alluded to the fact that uh, the new owner out there is listening to Isaiah Thomas, and that almost Isaiah Thomas is operating as a shadow GM Uh-oh. of the organization. That kind of puts some things into place, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot of big money guys may, yeah. may, might might have some some meshing issues,
2: kind of. Yeah. Yeah. See that was a, see that was my thing with Isaiah. I say a brilliant basketball mind mm-hmm. knows talent. You just don't let him do the contract. No. <laughs> you don't let him do the contract. You give me the player. To give, give me a list of players. I'll handle the money. You don't handle the money. You just give me the players that I need, and I'll f- figure out a way to get them on, on my own. I, I can't have you writing checks because you're gonna, you know, you're gonna bring me guys that are way over the salary that I need to be paid,
1: Yes. Yeah, let, let, money is no object. Well, with the salary cap, it kind of is. It's,
2: it is. It definitely <laughs> it is. is. It yeah. definitely is. There's no question about that. So, uh, that's. I, I'm not sure how that's going to work either, Gordon. I think in theory, because Devin Booker is a tremendous player. There's tremendous. no questions about that. Absolutely. But in theory, he's missed some time too over the past couple of seasons. So, offensively, it should be really good. I mean, it should be really good offensively. Mm-hmm defensively gordon I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see many stops in the uh, in the sun's future based on the roster that they have especially the starting roster i don't see many stops you know defensively that they're going to do some things with i really don't
1: well maybe they can get some cheap depth on the defensive side yeah. and, and 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 round out the team cuz they got enough scoring they don't need they any do. more scores that's no, for
2: sure they're good they're good. Well, they are still gonna need some guys off the bench. Here's the thing though, which is which is crazy. They'll be able to um oh, if I'll go back went deep. They'll be able to keep two of those guys on the floor at all times if they want to. So that that's yeah. a positive in any, you know, any combination they want. They'll be able to keep when they're available, they'll be able to keep two guys on the floor at all times. So that's a good thing. But uh, you you know you, you're gonna need some guys off the bench to spell these guys because Gordon you know they're gonna get injured they have a history.
1: Yeah, uh, again you don't get healthier as you get older. Uh, the, the Durant injuries have been well documented since the Achilles. He's not been able to stay healthy repeated repeated seasons where he is not able to stay healthy, and uh, that's the same thing um, uh, with the you know the, the the moves they made here today. So um, we'll see if Bradley Beal. Can get them further in the playoffs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a nice piece to have, and and the idea. Uh, I know that uh, Brian Windhorst had reported that people would be surprised how little that the Wizards would be able to get back because of the contract. Well, he, he nailed that. Yeah, <laughs> they did not. They did not get a whole <laughs> lot back for Bradley Beal. So they did not. But you know, not. for for Nick fans, it might be disappointed. I don't know that they are that they didn't. That, it makes more sense for Phoenix. That deal makes sense. Yes, the Knicks are still they're not they're not in the same uh, stage of the process that the Suns are. The Suns are looking win at all costs, right? So mm-hmm. if we can add one big piece, okay, let's do it. We already got our superstar. You hope you have uh, Kevin Durant gets back to being healthy and, and plays like Kevin Durant. The Knicks they don't they're still chasing that superstar and Bradley Beal is not that superstar. He's the third wheel in Phoenix, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. He would not be the third wheel with the Knicks.
2: No, he'd be one C. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, he'd be one C. And uh, you know, they they still have you know. I'm I'm really I'm really interested to see if the Knicks make a move on draft night, Gordon. I'm really interested to see if they do because I'm telling you, the rumors continue, my friend. They just continue going on and on and on about who's coming and. I mean, there, there's, as a matter of fact, speaking of that, here's one that I thought about, and I saw today, and I thought about you. Yep. Are you okay. ready?
1: I'm, I'm, I'm afraid, but I'm ready. <laughs>
2: Let me see if I can get it here. Um, it's, it's, it's too simple that it's not going to work. Okay. All right. It's and and it's a guy who you know whom whom. We've talked about who fits that injury prone situation. It seems so like they all fit that. Yeah, so <laughs> that obviously, is a Zion Williamson. Theme. <laughs> so, is Zion Williamson? Here's a simple trade. This is the rumored trade, proposed rumored trade. Ready? Mm hmm. Julius Randle and Evan Fournier for Zion Williamson and Garrett Temple. Well,
1: why, would f- w- why would New Orleans do that?
2: Well, they would do that to get rid of Williamson. But, but that's too easy. That's not happening. No,
1: it's not happening. Not, I mean, not, they can even if they want to get them out in a matter of hours, they can get a better deal than that. Yeah, that's not happening. And
2: that—that and that sounds like a Nick person rotation. Yes,
1: <laughs> Leon has been on his burner account. T- between that one out.
2: I mean, that. I mean that's too easy. You get rid of Randall and Fournier? I mean, it's... it's Right, it's,
1: no, there's no chance. No. And here's no. the thing. You know, for anybody who's like, oh, they got... Because I've seen a lot of, oh, no, the Knicks would absolutely be in on, on Zion. All right, give me the reason he's going to be healthier here than he was there. Mm-hmm. That's the number one problem. Nobody's questioning whether or not when he plays he's a, a superstar player. Yeah, that would be great. Yep. But he's yep. averaged 30 games a season. Why is he going to be healthy here and he wasn't healthy there?
2: Yeah. You're right. And of course we know he loves New York. I mean, that was the rumor when he was drafted. He wants to be here, blah, 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 blah. The bottom line is he can't he doesn't have the discipline, okay, to monitor his diet where he can that would help him get on the court. It's very simple. That's what he has not done. Now, if you're telling me, well, he's got to play where he wants to be, that's that's not a professional. That is not. That is not a serious person. No, that's not a person that's in, that's happy and and you know focused on his craft. It's not who that is. It's not. We'll continue the conversation here on 98.7 eight seven ESPN. If why would you take him? He hasn't proven to you that he's he stays healthy.
1: Because people can always convince themselves that they're going to be the difference. They 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 can see something from far away that the people that have the, the, the asset can't recognize in the moment. Um, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to get moved. The only reason why he would get moved is if there is some sort of disconnect between him and the organization, which has kind of been floated out there a bit, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it's 100 percent. Signed, sealed, and delivered that there's a disconnect between him and the organization that they just cannot deal with him anymore. That would be the only reason, I would think.
2: 1-800-919-3776. Mets looking pretty good right now. Gordon, five yeah, runs in the Yeah, Lindor. Third yes, Couple he's a bargain. Runs. Come
1: on. Yeah. Nice job. Three-run so bomb. Yeah. Dusty's working that toothpick right now.
2: Yes, he is. <laughs> There'll be some phones ringing or some drums banging soon. Yeah. <laughs> we are in Houston to the phones bagging something right exactly. that's right trash cans get them ready <laughs> subies in midtown what's up subie
4: hey guys yeah regarding the nba i think there is a level of mediocrity throughout the league and mm-hmm. we have we are not forgetting the fact that the why the spurs are getting uh, victor uh
3: when
4: when they is because they were so bad for the last three to four mm-hmm. years and same thing can be said about the thunder and the Sixers at one point so i think what uh, it, what I'm trying to say is that the Knicks are going to try have a hard time getting a good player because even a team like the Raptors are not getting rid of S- Siakam and O. G for that reason, is that they want a bunch of talent, and this has been in the news recently, and bossy uh, um, is not getting that up. So I think at the end of the day, the Knicks would be the best position for them is to find a reliable wing defender and a shooter, which at least they can get a four-seat again next year. That's all i got to say.
2: All right Toby, thanks for the phone call. Gordon, I had a call yesterday uh from a caller who suggested that maybe what the Knicks should do is uh package Toppin and uh Fournier and, and another another pick or something of that nature and try to get somebody to try to get another score like a bench player, right? Where that it, it strengthens your bench, and then you don't just try to package a bunch of people for mediocre front court player or superstar because you're reaching. Because we had the discussion as we've said, like all these Christos Porzingis. I mean, all these players mm-hmm. have 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 had injury histories. So let's go next step. Uh, you know, substantiate, get your bench better. Get some more depth to your bench, get some more scoring for your bench, bring that team back next year, see where that goes. Because several things. One, you know that this is kind of the year in the past that Tibbs have had has issues with teams. That fourth year, right? Where they're tired of hearing them screaming and yelling, they're tired of the practices, they're tired of all that stuff. So sometimes he wears out his welcome in in that fourth year, right? And so if indeed it doesn't go the way you think it should go, or something of that nature, Gordon. As you go into his fifth year, you can just—if it's not working out—you can just say, "You know what? We're not bringing him back." Okay, we're not gonna—you, you're not gonna put him in a situation where he's a lame duck that he's coaching in his fifth year. That's not gonna nope. help him. No. Nope. So you nope. can't put him in that spot. Mm-hmm. So if if he—you give him this year, you see what happens. You improve your depth, and then if you're going to make a, a make a change then you can change the head coach and you can change everybody else what you're going to do. And then it puts you in a different direction where with a different head coach, Gordon, maybe a player that you're not thinking about may be more interested in coming here.
1: Yeah, I would say that it would depend on what that piece is because if you're Mm -hmm. trading Fournier and Toppin, that's a lot of money that you're moving out for a bench piece. Um, uh, So I have to see what that piece is, but the... Future of the Knicks with Tibbs as the coach will be defined by this year because yep. you're right. If they go back and take a step back where they're not part of the playoffs or the play-in like they were two years ago, well, then you would have to think you, you haven't been able to show that you can fit, follow up a good year. But if they go out this year and and put up a similar season to the to the year they did here, maybe not even make the second round. Maybe they just get to the playoffs. They have 47, 48 wins and they lose a tough first round series step back I, I think that it would be very difficult for an organization that has changed coaches every year or year plus to turn the page on a guy who has at least come in and given you some level of production and credibility um, I, I think it would be very now it would depend on what it looks like if if, mm-hmm. if he's not getting along with the players and that stuff is out there maybe but if they come in and they have a similar year and you see that you are actually establishing a foundation where okay, it's not you're not a contender by any stretch, but you've laid the groundwork. You still have your, your flexibility in terms of making that big swing at a at a big time player. You still have a, a decent roster that can win some games that is entertaining deep into the season. I just think it would be very hard to all of a sudden move off of that as the head coach.
2: So you're giving him a three year deal extension? You're giving him a two-year deal? You got to extend him.
1: Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I'm not telling you that this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think that as the organization, I think, he, I think you'd almost have to. If he comes yeah. here and, and, and does another good job this year and you have 47, 48 wins, you're going to go out and and, and and find a new coach when this is the guy that Leon Rose tabbed right off the bat with the same group? Again, it doesn't really... This all changes if you go out this off season and you right. you, you bring in some superstar okay, mm-hmm. fine. but if you're bringing back essentially the same group and they do essentially the same thing, which is not a given. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know I think you yeah, I think you would have to you would have to stick with the the coach that has gotten you to this level, especially when the Knicks are probably still paying another couple of head coaches <laughs> who have not been here for a few years. <laughs> I hear
2: what you're saying. I just think that if you don't go as far as you went this year postseason and he's going into his last year. I don't know what you do. I, I think I don't. It's I don't tough. know that it's a tough one because then you're saying, okay, we're going to reward him. Either you're going to bring him back for the fifth year coaching force job, or you got to extend him and give him like a two or three year deal extra. And I don't know that he deserves a two or three year deal extra. If I if
1: once again it's forward, back,
2: forward. Oh,
1: if it's forward, back, forward, back, then yes, I completely agree with you. You would say thank you for your time, thank you for your service, but we need to find something that gives us a little bit more consistency
4: Mm -hmm.
1: but if they have a similar year if they win 48 games and they Mm -hmm. make the second round of the playoffs again and get bounced quickly I think he's going to still be here because again they have not taken their big swing he has done it with the group essentially that you've had here Mm -hmm. with the the addition of of Brunson and whatever you do this offseason yep yeah
2: Yeah. it's interesting and it's real interesting because of the fact of what year he's in in his contract. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it so interesting. That's that's the that's the caveat to this. Mitch is in East Windsor. What's up, Mitch?
4: How's it going, guys? Mitch. Yeah, how you guys doing? I'm sorry. My mistake. No, you no, know? you're
1: good. You're good. We hear you. We got you.
4: That was some trade. It's A little bit of one-sided. I mean, really, Washington? And they told him the big three with Phoenix, it's smaller than the big four. I mean, what a problem to be stuck with DeAndre and Aiden, right? That's a bit, that's a that's such a problem to have. Um, and then they turn around, I think it will be the second time
3: around with the Clippers for C P three we will be, will be uh, awesome. Um, I don't think he's
2: going to the Clippers, Mitch. I think if he goes anywhere to LA, I think it's gonna be the Lakers. I don't think he wants to go back to the Clippers. Oh, jeez. I don't think uh, it, why would he go back there? I mean think about this, Mitch. And thanks for the phone call. Think about this, Mitch Gordon. It's very simple. If you're going to have him and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, nobody's
1: going to play. <laughs> you're guaranteed to get one of them.
2: <laughs> For how night. long? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. All three are not going to be here. There might be some nights you get two, and you'll definitely get one, but you're not going to get all three. I mean, if I'm the Clippers, I, I can't go back there, Gordon. I can't i I've It seen does seem like that's before. where he wants to be, somewhere in L.A. Yeah, well, he's got that- his
2: family's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, that's why, you know, while I think he'd be great in Boston, he's not trying to go to Boston and canoe. No, He's not trying to do that, No. you know, his, at this stage of his career. So I'm thinking, you know, Lakers would be a benefit for Plus, they've got like two or, they've got a bunch of people that are coming up at the end of their contracts. I mean, Reeves is restricted free agent and and uh, Schroeder, Schroeder is is a free agent, and so they've got some they've, they've got some spots there. And listen, I get it. He would be teamed up with LeBron, who is starting to miss some games. Anthony Davis takes vacation during the season, usually but, among uh, other times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I just think that if it's going to be one of the LA teams this time, I think it's going to be the Lakers. Yeah, I just I would do. Think that- yeah, I could that. One, why would he go back to the Clippers? That's not the move. Don't do that. No, no, no. 1 800 919 3776. Also via Twitter at Hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer, ESPNNY 98 underscore.